As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. So as real estate investors, this is really one of the main concerns in addition to obviously the safety of themselves, their team members, and their residents is are the residents, if you're a multifamily investor, it's a apartment indicator, can your residents pay rent on time? If you're a passive investor wanting to learn more about questions to ask sponsors in order to qualify the opportunities, in order to qualify the sponsor, in order to qualify the market that the property is in, then go to besteverpassiveinvestor.com. My team and I created this site just for you so that there is a free resource available to you to learn about the questions to ask, the things to think through prior to investing in deals. So go to besteverpassiveinvestor.com. It's a free resource for you that was made just for you. There needed to be a resource on apartment syndication that not only talked about each aspect of the syndication process, but how to actually do each of the things and go into it in detail. And we thought, hey, why not make it free too? That's why we launched Syndication School and Theo Hicks will go through a particular aspect of apartment syndication on today's episode and get into the details of how to do that particular thing. Enjoy this episode and for more on apartment syndication and how to do things, go to apartmentsyndication.com or to learn more about the Apartment Syndication School, go to syndicationschool.com so you can listen to all the previous episodes. Hello, best ever listeners, and welcome back to another episode of the Syndication School series, a free resource focused on the how-tos of apartment syndication. As always, I'm your host, Theo Hicks. Each week, we do two Syndication School episodes. Sometimes they're part of a larger podcast series that focus on a specific aspect of the apartment syndication investment strategy. And for the majority of these episodes, we give away something for free. These are free PowerPoint presentation templates, Excel calculators, PDF how-to guides, something to help you along your apartment syndication journey. All of the past syndication school episodes, as well as these free resources, are located at syndicationschool.com. And today is going to start a new, longer series about the current coronavirus epidemic we're going through. So as I'm sure you're aware, the CDC is responding to an outbreak of respiratory disease caused by a novel or new 
coronavirus that was first detected in China and which has now been detected in almost 70 locations internationally, including the U.S. as of today, which is March 24th. The virus has been named SARS-CoV-2 and the disease it causes has been named coronavirus disease 2019 or abbreviated as COVID-19. And as a result, the main economic factor that everyone tracks, the Dow Jones, dropped more than 10,000 points over the past 30 days. And it looks like as of this recording, it has popped back up over 20,000, but still essentially a 10,000 point drop. So according to the CDC, the best way to prevent infection is to avoid being exposed to this virus. Therefore, Social distancing has been one of the main methods to combat the virus. Some states are issuing stay-at-home orders, so the state that I live in, Illinois. So as a result, many people are working from home, and others have been either laid off or furloughed, so don't have money coming in. So as real estate investors, this is really one of the main concerns, in addition to obviously the safety of themselves, their team members, and their residents, is are the residents, if you're a multifamily investor, it's an apartments indicator, can your residents pay rent on time? So what's going to happen on April 1st if nobody pays their rent? So obviously this is a crisis. And from a business perspective, whenever a crisis occurs, you need to have a process for approaching the situation. And since we are apartment syndicators, we need to have a process for approaching our passive investors. So I've talked about this approach before. It's called the SOS approach to managing an investment during a crisis. We originally came up with this during Hurricane Harvey two years ago, but the same overall concept applies. So this is the overall three-step approach you want to use once a crisis like the coronavirus begins, and then what you should do right away, what you should do during it, and then what you should do once it has passed. And then in the coming weeks, the goal would be to talk about more specific things that multifamily investors can do based off of if people don't pay their rent. What if you can't pay your mortgage? Should you be buying? Should you be selling? We've kind of compiled a whole long list of questions that we plan on answering. And not only us answering, but we're going to share it on our Facebook group. So if you haven't done so already, make sure you join the Best Ever Show community on Facebook and reply to those questions in order to add value to the community, provide others with solutions that you've come across, find solutions, as well as have the opportunity to be featured on the Best Ever blog, as well as on the podcast. So the acronym for this three-step process, as I mentioned, is SOS. It stands for Safety, Ongoing Communication, and Summary. So the first step when a crisis occurs is to ensure the safety of both the people involved as well as the money. So from a people perspective, that includes for the COVID-19 crisis, involves the safety of your residents and then your team members. So obviously reaching out to your team members, making sure that they're okay, offering to, if they don't do so already, for real estate investors, a little bit easier because they most likely don't have an office, but offering or allowing them to work from home. And then when it comes to the residents, what we did is we sent out a couple of websites as well as a note to all of our residents. So I'm just going to go ahead and read that note here. Just so if you haven't done so already, you want to make sure you're notifying your residents of anything they're supposed to be doing, important safety information, and then what you're doing to ensure that the virus does not spread at your apartment community. So 
Our letter read, Dear resident, with the recent reports surrounding the 2019 novel coronavirus, there is an increased concern with the health and well-being of our families, loved ones, and communities. We would like to take this opportunity to remind everyone of the resources in which you can follow the preparedness, prevention, and developments. For the most up-to-date information on the coronavirus, please visit the CDC website at a link to the CDC website or international updates at and it's the WHO website. We are continuing to work closely with our property teams and vendors to take extra precautions. We would request that any resident that is experiencing symptoms of illness stay home and contact their local health provider in line with the CDC recommended guidance. Additionally, please do not enter any public, common areas, or leasing office on property if you are ill, running a fever, or experiencing symptoms of COVID-19. If you require maintenance services and are experiencing symptoms of COVID-19, please advise the management personnel prior to their entry into your home so appropriate precautions can be taken for the staff and other residents. If you are COVID-19 positive, only emergency maintenance requests will be addressed until further notice. We appreciate your understanding and efforts to promote healthy communities for everyone who lives, works, and visits the community. We are committed to providing you with the highest quality of service, and we will continue to stay informed about the situation to ensure recommended measures are followed. Should you have any questions, please do not hesitate to contact the property management through your resident portal by phone or by email. Sincerely, our property management company. So in addition to that, we sent out a health flyer, a workplace and home handout, as well as an additional letter to the residents. So that covers the safety side for the residents and for the team members. Obviously, the other end of that would be the investors as well, which is kind of in line with the money aspect, right? Because it's the passive investors' money is from the deal. So you're obviously worried about their health, but also making sure that you're able to keep them from losing money. And at this point, it's difficult to tell what's actually going to happen, how it's going to impact multifamily. Obviously, the stock market has been going down. It's briefly going up today with talks of federal government intervention into the economy, but it's still down overall over the past 30 days, which typically means that more money will flow into real estate. However, at the same time, many people are losing jobs or being furloughed, which means they might not be able to pay rent on time. So we'll have to see how collections are impacted over the next few months and what people are saying. But one interesting strategy that we did come across as of now, and it is posted in our Facebook group, comes from Julie Fagan. And basically, she's going to allow residents who have lost their jobs or lost income to use their security deposits to pay for rent. So, for example, if a resident owes $1,000 per month in rent and put down a $1,000 security deposit, well, then she's going to discount the rent to $500 a month, and that security deposit will cover two months' worth of rent. Now, in exchange for this help... The residents are required to sign a new lease, so a new 12-month lease or six-month lease, depending on what the original lease was, as well as sign up for security deposit insurance. So basically, it's an additional $10, $15 per month to cover the security deposit experience. So this is a good strategy because it helps the residents, but also allows you to not necessarily get your full month's rent right now, but over time, you make up the difference with that security deposit. So I'm sure we're going to hear a lot of interesting strategies over the next few months of what people are doing to collect rent in this time. So definitely stay tuned to our syndication school series as well as that best ever show community on Facebook because we'll be having conversations with active investors about that in the future. So that covers S of the SOS, the safety. So safety of the people 
and safety of the money where the safety of the money is something that's to be determined and really needs to determine if your property is going to be impacted by these lower rent collections. Number two is ongoing communications. So obviously you initially let your residents know about the crisis, make sure they're okay, any initial safety precautions that need to be taken. And then obviously on an ongoing basis, give them updates if anything changes. So if the local government or the state government or the federal government makes any changes of things that they're required to do, any new safety information, make sure you're continuing to communicate with your residents, but also make sure you are communicating with your passive investors. So for us, we've sent out one notification to our passive investors so far. It's pretty similar to the information we sent to the residents about important safety information, but we also obviously talked about the money situation. So what we said in our email is, We've been working closely with our property management partners. It is too early to tell what impact the pandemic will have on our properties, but we will have a better idea during the April monthly email update and we'll provide a status update at that time. That gives us a chance to see how April rent collections look and also what impact the virus has on the markets and some markets where our properties are located. As a reminder, your monthly update is sent out by the state. For March, you will receive your monthly distribution as planned. If you would like to read the official communication our residents have received, you can click the links below to view documents that our property management companies sent out to residents, and then we've got links to those. Lastly, our team and our property management partners are getting updates via CDC and WHO and local health departments in the cities and states in which we own. Our teams are then communicating that information to on-site staff to adhere to, Send those updates are, we go through a list of things like stay home if you're sick, wash your hands with soap, avoid close contact with people. And then we ended it with saying we will send a more informed update on any business implications during our next monthly update, which will be received by this date. So obviously that's the first point of communication. And then once we see how our rents are impacted, we send another update in a month from that communication. So in about 20 days or so. And... Again, if any of the safety information changes, I obviously want to include that in there. And then just continuing to monitor the situation and let them know that we're continuing to monitor the situation. Here's what we're actually doing to alleviate any issues if there are any problems that we come across. And then when will we contact you again? So basically the structure of ongoing communication is make sure you're addressing what you said you're going to do before. So on our first email, we said, hey, we're going to reach out on this date. And here's the information we're going to include in that correspondence to making sure that you are actually doing it on time and doing what you say you're going to do. And then also explaining in that email what you plan on doing in the future and then when you'll follow up with them again. It's hard to tell how long this will go on for, how long the ongoing communication, the O aspect of the SOS will continue for. But until this goes away, you want to make sure that you're continuously communicating with your investors and continuously communicating with your residents. But make sure you're not over-communicating, right? You don't want to send daily updates. Make sure you're only sending updates when you have sensitive information to provide as opposed to you know, doing hourly updates or daily updates. And then lastly, once we're past this, a summary. So once things return back to normal, obviously send your residents a notification that things are going back to normal. Maybe go back over things that had changed that are now going back to normal because who knows how long this will take. Maybe they forgot what all the property had to offer. And the same time with your passive investors, you want to summarize any actions that we're taking during this time, 
if distributions or operations were disrupted, what the plan is to get those back on track or how long it'll take to get those back on track, and really anything else that's relevant to your passive investors or your residents that is going to happen after this event has occurred that's not usual, then you don't want to let them know in the last summary email. So overall, when a crisis occurs like the coronavirus, you want to follow the SOS approach, the safety of the people and the money. The O is ongoing communication to provide your investors and your residents, in this case, with status updates and then providing a summary once things return to normal. So they mentioned we're going to be having a lot of conversations about the coronavirus on our Facebook group. That is the best ever show community on Facebook. So make sure you are following that so that you can take advantage of not only all the information that will be provided, but you can provide us with input as well. And then also have the opportunity to be on the podcast, this podcast, as well as on the vlog. Until then, make sure you check out some of the other syndication school series we have. Download our free documents. Stay safe. Have a best ever day. And we will talk to you tomorrow. If you're a passive investor and want to learn more about Ashcroft Capital, the company I co-founded with my business partner, Frank, and in particular, want to learn more about our strategy and how we think about the opportunities that we purchase, go to ashcroftcapital.com and click the strategy button above and you'll be able to read through our thought process we use when we're purchasing multifamily properties. Ever wonder how the top in real estate got there? The Invest This podcast hosted by real estate investor Scott Bauer interviews the top names in the industry giving you the tips and tricks that help you catapult your real estate business to success. Find them at investthispodcast.com.